T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. What's good, my friends? Not football in the Palmetto State. Whoa, 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 whoa. Furman won. Oh, hell yeah. The Furman Paladins. But why does it feel like, Diesel, the rest of the teams are effing me all the time? It should be Furman. The rest of the teams are effing me all the time this year. Sucks, man. Just giving us, giving you the fans, giving us the talk show hosts, nothing of a compelling nature to discuss. But we're still going to be compelling anyway. That's what we do. We're pros. Offsides on the defense. Number 54, five-yard penalty. Replay, first down. Yeah, Trey in Kentucky threw the flag on me. Throwing a flag. South Carolina won last year, Mark. It is Carolina versus Clemson in the Palmetto Bowl. Evidently, at some point, Trey, I didn't realize I did this. And you nailed me. You nailed me. So anytime on offsides, you can throw the offsides flag. You know how on um, pardon the interruption, pardon the interruption, they do the errors at the end of the show? You hear an error, you want to call us out on something, you can throw the flag. Okay? Absolutely throw the flag. Throw the flag God, if, we had to, if we had to play a 20-second soundbite for every time either one of us made a mistake, Oof. we wouldn't get to much of a show. Oh, not much at all. <laughs> not much at all. Uh, texter says, Mark, I knew the hiring of Dowell Loggins was a mistake, and I laughed when they did it. I lived in Chicago and a lifelong Bears fan, and I remember uh, how bad the offense was when he was the offensive coordinator. Wow, Dowell Loggins, that's right, was the Bears' offensive coordinator. He couldn't get it right with three or four other teams either, and he couldn't get it done on the college level. And that's why I ended up as a tight. That's why he ended up as a tight ends coach. South Carolina got what they paid for. Sincerely, Ron. Good they to hear from guy. you, Ron. They got their guy. We yeah. got the guy we wanted. You know what he's making, Diesel? One mil. And you know what I would say? One mil does not buy. Does not buy what it used to. Chris Phillips, scale of one to ten confidence level. By the way, Diesel, what do you think? Should that? Should Chris Phillips admitting that the real Gamecocks is on the line? Is that a? Is that a podcastable clip? Oh, man. What do you think? We're trying to upset people, aren't we? Oh, why not? We're trying to. Yeah. Uh, Madcraft says, has Diesel acknowledged the removal of the Palmetto team's gear yet? Well, Madcraft, uh, it's it's hard for you to tell, I'm sure, through the the poor video quality there. But they just repainted the walls here in the studio. So the painters took all of the things that were hanging on the wall directly behind Mark, took that stuff down so they could slap a fresh coat of paint on it. I didn't know that until about 
30 minutes before the show started. So, no, I didn't have time to put everything back up. Plus, uh, it still reeked of paint in here when we came in. So maybe that explains why some of our takes today. Oh, it absolutely does. <laughs> we are we are woofing uh, it. We are woofing it yeah. inadvertently. So we, we just haven't had a chance to put all that stuff back up yet. Uh, that is the case. Uh, Texter says, I don't think Loggins has been that bad. Too many screens, but overall not bad. Mongo concurs. He says the offensive game plan hasn't been bad. I don't know what that dude is talking about. Uh, Texter says, Mark, going back to the Notre Dame game uh, last year, and now Clemson's record is 7-7. Seven and seven. You are what your record says you are. <coughs> he thought Shane we Beamer were... is 17-17 seventeen and 17 in his tenure at South Carolina. He thought we had removed the, the Clemson and South Carolina flags because both teams are struggling. Now, Ma- uh, Madcraft, that would be the humane thing for us to do. Would have been the humane thing for us to do. Unfortunately, no, that's not the case. Uh, Texter says, uh, let's see, I almost went dressed to the kid's trunk trick-or-treat dressed as Broken Foot Beamer last night. With <laughs> <laughs> Text of the day, Spur Daddy. Two different color red shirts on and a walking cast on your foot. Oh, man. Oh, that's funny. He almost went as Broken Foot Beamer last night with a walking boot. Hurricane Jeff says, the texture is correct as to the time and channel of the game. The only problem is is 8 a.m. Sunday morning is going to be the Clemson game on a tape delay. <laughs> and they're going to be, due to time constraints, they're going to moving, be yeah. moving ahead in the action. <laughs> well, then they're going to say there was no action, so we have nothing to move forward to. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> yeah, Third down stops are really going to make a whole yeah. lot of... Uh, a whole lot of airtime there. Incredible. All right, my friends. It is time for us to do that jam. We call it the top five at five. The top five biggest sports stories of the day. The top five topics we're discussing. Ladies and gentlemen of the upstate. Offsiders. The top five at five starts right now. And now the top five at five. And five, four, three, two, one. Hit it. Five. At number five, Clemson four and four. What an absolute and total disgrace. Top five talent in America. Not by the opinion of myself, okay? But the opinion of 24-7 sports, CBS-owned, total team talent composites. Clemson has top five talent in America. There is nobody in America getting less out of more right now than is Dabo Sweeney, okay? And what Homer Media tends to do, okay, is just address what is. Okay, yeah, Cade made a couple bad decisions. He's got to read that better. The offensive line uh, got confused by some of the stunts of NC State. They need to pick those. Uh, Can it, please? Can it? We're not assessing what is here. We're assessing what should be addressed and how Clemson got to where we are at four and four. Okay? Because as we sit here today, we sit here and look at South Carolina at two and six and Clemson at four and four, the combined six and ten record would go down as the fourth all-time worst record between these two teams this century. Yeah, I'm a big enough nerd to have gone back and figured that out. All right? Fourth worst record this century. This is an absolute and total disgrace. 
Diesel, I feel like I am crazy Ralph today, but against Clemson, you know, that's where I feel like I'm at. So, number one, let's acknowledge that Clemson is a mediocre team whose effort and focus have fallen off a cliff. May God have mercy on this program. Yeah, there is a degree of quit that has happened. This team is quitting right now. And the number of Clemson fans that are going to pick the Clemson Tigers over Notre Dame can be counted on one hand. Our fans suck. In the long term, and from a gratitude standpoint, I do believe this could be a good thing for the Clemson fan base. Clemson fans, calm down. Clemson fans had become entitled and spoiled by success. Just get a grip, would you? Just as I was at Florida when Florida won. So this humble pie will increase the appreciation and gratitude when Clemson finally makes it back. I hate to say that I told you so, but I told you so. Well, let me tell you this. Let me tell you this, guys. I, You know, you can say I'm a, you know, Mark Ryan, you're a bad fan. We're not, you're a bad Florida fan. We're not going to be bad Clemson fans. Well, here's my recommendation. You've now underachieved three years in a row. Close your wallet. Stop going to the games. Hit Clemson where it hurts. I did it to my alma mater. I stopped going to games when Will Muschamp was the coach, and you know what happened? They made a change. Now, I'm not advocating for Dabo to be fired. I'm advocating for change. Change in many different areas. Change in in these areas, because here is why Clemson is where they are. Number one, they've missed on two straight quarterbacks. Number two, they've had poor staff hires and poor player development. Number three, they have fallen behind. They've fallen behind in, in the NIL and the transfer portal era. And number four, they're stubborn in their philosophy. Dabo is stubborn in their philosophy. Cade and DJ are not NFL players. When you, when you have a five-star, the goal is for them to be an NFL player. That's their goal. Poor staff hires who are not developing these guys. You're seeing that happen, right? Clemson is not going to get in bidding wars for transfer portal players. Those were the words of Don Munson on this show. Well, perhaps they should, right? Perhaps they should. Dabo doesn't like the portal. Diesel says players write Clemson off because they know Dabo doesn't like the portal. And then the stubborn philosophy on so many different things and so many different points. You know, what was the uh, what was the word that J.D. said, uh, Diesel, that um, Dabo said after the game? He said he was confused, or earlier in the show, he said the word Dabo had for the game, like in his press conference, was what? Wasn't disappointed. No, it was uh, it was like confused, or he didn't have an explanation, or something. It was a synonym of those. Dabo, it's time to start finding them. We're giving them to you. You're just not hearing, and you're just not listening. Next up, four. At number four, how about the Carolina Panthers? You know. I smiled exactly one time. Bizarre was the bizarre word. Bizarre was the word. There you go. How bizarre, how bizarre. You, you know, bizarre means you don't get it, right? Like, you don't you don't know what's going on, all right? By the way, um, Clemson fans, can you let the Gamecock fans know I come hard at you guys too? You know, you guys know this narrative, this narrative that Gamecock fans float that I, I kiss Clemson's backside uh, and only slam them. Well... Please say this louder for the people in the back. I'm coming after you, too. Okay? Carolina Panthers, how about that game? How about that game? Man, um, number one pick against number two pick. 
And C.J. Stroud had all the positive pub, and Bryce Young had none of it, right? And Carolina's defense absolutely shut Houston down. A surprising 3-3 three and three Houston. I didn't think Carolina had a snowball's chance in Hades of winning that game. And it's the first Carolina Panthers game that I've watched in its entirety the entire season, like from beginning to end. It was awesome. You know, I thought there were so many positive signs for Carolina. The offense was spotty, but Bryce was in command. He outplayed C.J. Stroud. He looked like the right pick at number one overall for the first time this season. And how about Frankie Louvu in the D, man? Ton of heart. Flustered C.J., bottled up Damian Pierce, and then you had the hero, Eddie Pinheiro, kicker from Florida, for the win. I thought the light bulb came on for Bryce Young. Awesome to see. They have the worst skill position talent in the NFL. Their best skill position player, Adam Thielen, collects the senior citizen discount. Bryce is creating and inventing on the fly. He's making winning plays from broken plays, and it may not happen as quickly as Carolina Panthers fans would like, but the future is so bright you need shades, and I feel that way for the first time. Next up. Three. All right, at number three. Uh, I just said there was a smile on my face. The Florida Gators against the uh, against the Georgia Bulldogs. Um, guys, you know, look. Florida had a trick play that was pretty creative on fourth and one that they're getting criticized for. Uh, It looked like a QB sneak. Then they snapped it through the quarterback's legs to the running back about six yards in the backfield, and it was a run pass option. And it it failed miserably. And Georgia goes on to win 43-20. to It really wasn't even that close. For the first time in history, Georgia has beaten my beloved Gators by 20-plus points in three straight games. In the history of the rivalry, they won by 22. They won by 20, 27, 22, and now 23. 43 to 20 is the final score. What can you say except for the fact that Billy Napier has not narrowed the gap with Georgia a wink yet? Not narrowed it an inch, you know? And um, Florida's got a great recruiting class coming in, but I'll tell you, On my text chain that I have with Florida Gator graduates, most of them want Billy Napier gone. I should say some of them want Billy Napier gone, right? Um, I'm not there yet, but the feeling is this team can't tackle. The team's play calling is unimaginative. Billy Napier calls the plays, does not hire an offensive coordinator. And it looked to me, if you remove the team colors, that an elite team was playing a mediocre one. That's how it felt the entire game. Next up. All right, we've asked you guys today, what would the records be if Clemson played South Carolina's schedule this year and if South Carolina played Clemson's schedule? And this is going to surprise you, okay? If the Gamecocks played Clemson's schedule, I'd have them losing to Duke, beating Charleston Southern, beating FAU. I'd then have them losing to Florida State, so they're 2-2. and I'd have them winning at Syracuse and beating Wake Forest, 4-2. and two. Losing to Miami, that's 4-3, and three, but winning at NC State, which Clemson did not do. Texas A&M is a far better team than NC State. South Carolina was in the game. I think they could have beaten the Wolfpack on the road. So I think playing Clemson's schedule, South Carolina would have a record of 5-3. and three. What about Clemson playing 
South Carolina's schedule. Well, they would have opened with North Carolina, and given the way the Tar Heels were playing at the time, that would have been a loss. They would have beaten Furman, gotten destroyed by Georgia, 1-2. and two. We have them beating Mississippi State at home to get to 2-2. Two and two. Getting blown out at Tennessee, 2-3. and three. Losing at Missouri, 2-4. and four. Losing at Texas A&M, 2-5. Oh, there's one more game. Florida at home. I'm a Gator alum. I can't see Florida winning at Clemson. Hell, they shouldn't have won at South Carolina. So I've got South Carolina being one game better than Clemson, playing Clemson's schedule. And I have Clemson being one game better than South Carolina playing the Gamecock schedule. Folks, the winner of Clemson against South Carolina in the Palmetto Bowl this year might just earn the right to play in the Scrubbing Bubbles Toilet Bowl. The loser is going to have the longest offseason of their life. How long? Well, I'll channel my inner Phil Connors from Groundhog Day. It's going to be cold, it's going to be gray, and it's going to last you the rest of your life. And finally, one. South Carolina against Texas A&M. Can you guys tell I'm just in a crap mood today? I'm just in a bad mood. How could you not be watching this nonsense? You know, like, I, I asked my wife to, to, like, if she would be so kind as to let me just do my thing and watch college football on Saturday and I'll do more of the family time stuff on Sunday. I ask her that. And I'm running out of excuses to stay home and watch college football. There's just not valid reasons anymore. You know, um, South Carolina, you know, you got Shane Beamer. She got Shane Beamer uttering total nonsense, loser's mentality, okay, about moral victories. Here's Shane Beamer after the game. We talk about staying in the fight, meaning just continuing to battle and stay in the fight. And our guys stayed in the freaking fight today. All we said was just get this thing to the fourth quarter and let's find a way to win it. And we got it to the fourth quarter. It was a one-score game after the touchdown, and and uh, we just couldn't um, couldn't quite get over the hump. And that's disappointing, uh, starting with me. Yeah, yeah. Uh, David Villamoch says, and just like that, no one is talking about Clemson leaving the ACC anymore. <laughs> oh, you don't want the SEC after this, uh, do you? Guys, um, I picked South Carolina to beat A&M in the offseason, and I stuck with my pick, and they let me down. See if I give you guys the benefit of the doubt again. We had Chris Phillips last hour share with us that this game determines who the real Gamecocks are. And if Jacksonville State wins, they get the title. How about that? I thought for much of the first half, Looked like I was right, was prophetic, but prophetic became pathetic real fast. I give South Carolina credit for not quitting, unlike Clemson. They come to play for what it's worth, but Beamer has failed miserably, miserably at roster construction. The offensive line is frankly offensive, and to have to put a quarterback as talented as Spencer Rattler behind an offensive line as deplorable as South Carolina, should be against the law. You know, it's South Carolina's offense with that, with that offensive line is a car without an engine, man. And it's a bloody disgrace. Those. 
are today's top five at five. Can you guys pick me up, man? This sucks. Sucks. Like just the, the whole football season. We look for it all look forward to it all year. You know, all year. You know, the regular season ends in November. You know, no one cares about the bowl games anymore. Right, so if you think about it, we got December, January, February, March, April, May, June, July, August. We got nine months that we waited patiently to have something good and compelling to talk about. And Clemson and South Carolina have given us nothing. Nothing whatsoever. Shame on you, Clemson Tigers football. Shame on you, South Carolina Gamecocks. And God bless you, Furman. I think here's what we do. Furman's sitting at 7-1 right now, 5-0 in conference. Taking on Chattanooga, sitting at 7-2 overall, 6-1 in conference. They say we provide the same coverage for Furman, the only only team in the area worth a damn, that we would provide for Clemson and South Carolina. Go all in (laughs) on the Dens. You know, um, I once asked Booger, you know, uh, Diesel, so – Tampa Bay was bad when I was hosting with Booger in Tampa. And when Tampa was 0-2, I called the game a must-win game. (coughs) They lost. And then they were 0-3, and and Booger said, what are you going to call this one? I said, it's even more must-win. He goes, you got to stop calling these must-win. You know, and he's like, they're not winning. They're not going to win. This is what this team is. This is what the season is. And I said, well, what do you do? when the team that everyone cares about stinks, and he just said, keep talking about it. Keep talking about it. That was Booger's advice to me. You know, so that's what we do. But I think you're right. I think Furman merits increased coverage on this show. Would you guys agree with that? What say you? We got Cole Bryson joining us next with a high school football scene. Get your questions in on high school football for Cole. Coming your way next right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate, baby. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Texter says, damn, Diesel, you just jinxed Furman. <laughs> Other texter says, love the Paladin support. 
Go F you. Mark, what happened to the news we were supposed to get in October about Clemson leaving? Uh, Guys, I just pass on the news. Okay, I pass on the news. Okay, that was not a Mark Ryan sourced story. All right. Yeah. I pass on the news to you. And hey, if you guys believe that one bad season is the reason why a team wouldn't get an invite into a conference, you're wrong. Yeah. Uh, just as one good season is is the reason why some teams get interest from other conferences. I mean, uh, SMU had been good for long and they're mo- they're moving to the ACC. That's right. That's right. Well, you know, if conference moves in- happen if people think there's money to be made. Yep. That's true. All right. Joining us right now, Cole Bryson himself, the host of the Saturday Scramble. Uh, Now that we know the bracket and the playoff matchups, Cole Bryson joins us on the show. You can get your high school football questions into him on the MadWorldAttractions.com text line right now, 71307. Just start your text with the word fan, and away you go. Cole, uh, whose absence from the state playoffs is most alarming to you? Well, Mark, it's it's funny. We only have uh, just uh, one or two teams in the upstate who did, did did not make the playoffs this year. And the one thing, the one team to follow to see if there's any um, repercussions, if you will, and what I mean by that is coaching changes is Union County. Uh, Union County has traditionally been a team that's been competitive over the last few years. Uh, Union County has not been com- competitive at all. And, uh, you know, they, they really have gone through a uh, cycle of coaches. Brian Thompson, the coach there now, Mark, who has been there for a few years, um, you know, when he came in, they, they, they won some games, but they were not the Union County that Union fans were used to seeing when this former South Carolina Gamecock Steve Tannehill was, was leading the program. And then Bradley Adams took over. And it hadn't really been the same since. So uh, just, just a, a, you know, a, a – Kind of a question mark, if you will, surrounding that program as to if uh, Brian Thompson will continue to lead the Yellow Jackets. In my opinion, I think there will be a change. But, uh, you know, Union County fans, they love their football, man. You know, they're not far at all uh, across the way from, from Cherokee County. And uh, those people over there love their football, and Union County wants to win. And, you know, we'll see if uh, there's a coaching change this offseason. Cole Bryson joining us on the show. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the fan upstate. Cole, um, how big of an upset was Burns over Gaffney? You pick Gaffney. Many others I saw pick Gaffney as well. What would the line on that game have been? I think if there was a a line on it, Mark, it would have favored Gaffney with the home field advantage. So, you know, whatever they give the – uh, the home field advantage three points. college of yeah. yeah three points that that have probably been the line uh, just because it was at Gaffney uh, it wasn't really an upset uh, like I say it's tough to go win at Gaffney now Burns doing that uh, you know that's a big deal because not many teams do uh, but you know I would have given Gaffney probably the nod for the three points just because it was at Gaffney um, who that's had a somewhat underwhelming season could play the role of surprise spoiler in the playoffs. Oh man, that's a, that's a that's a tough one. I tell you this, it'd probably be, you know, Greenville? underwhelming season. Maybe Greenville. Mark Foray is going to be tough, and until they run into a team like Northwestern, 
they could they could win a couple of games. It would not surprise me at all uh, for them to win two games. I'd probably go Greenville over Hillcrest. The reason I say Greenville over Hillcrest is, uh, yes, 4A has to worry about Northwestern, but 5A um, in general, Mark, is a little bit tougher than 4A. Uh, it's a gauntlet in the 5A playoffs. Hillcrest has been a little underwhelming. A lot of Hillcrest fans upset, obviously, with the way that the Rams ended the season on Friday night with a loss to J.L. Mann. Um, so, yeah, Greenville's not a bad pick at all. Spartanburg, uh, you know, I, I don't see Dorman. Dorman has been underwhelming. I don't see them doing much in the playoffs. Spartanburg may be a team I'd also throw in there with Greenville, Mark. Um, they haven't had a great year. They uh, were not able to win, uh, but one they won one region game, and that was it against Dorman. Spartanburg has a favorable matchup against Rock Hill on Thursday night. Um, and then if they were to win that one, I believe they would get maybe like a JL Mann uh, winner or, of some sort. So maybe I would probably answer that question with Greenville and Spartanburg. Cole Bryson joining us here on the show, host of the Saturday Scramble. Uh, question from uh, a, an offsider, Cole. Uh, he says, ask Cole after the Rebels down the hated Indians, are they a favorite to win? the state a title could you handicap the top three one two and three of the 5a state championship race yeah there's no doubt burns is at the top you anytime you um anytime you go nine and one uh in 5a obviously burns didn't play 10 5a teams right the only loss in the season was chapman but uh those guys are, are without a doubt the favorite in 5a after going up to gaffney and beating gaffney the way that they did and, and especially that first half as dominating as Burns was, uh, they're the favorite, no doubt about it, Mark. Uh, you know, Andrew Stevens, as long as he plays within the system and, and, and distributes the football to those playmakers that Burns has that are so good, their defense is elite. Uh, they have not allowed one single rusher on an opposing team to carry over a thousand, uh, to carry over a hundred yards uh, in a single game this season. So they've been really good, especially when it comes to run defense. Um, obviously, T.L. Hanna, Mark, and 5A is going to be in the mix. Those guys have had a great year. Uh, in one week when the playoffs are, are when the playoffs arrive and one team gets one week notice to find out they're playing against Hanna, it's so hard to prepare for their uh, wing T style offense. That's why you see a lot, you know, them have a lot of success in the postseason. So um, I would say Burns and, and, and T.L. Hanna are at the top of 5A and then there's teams like, uh, you know, Gaffney right below that that I would say uh, have a good a shot as anyone. But it looks like Burns and T.L. Hanna are, are kind of at the top. We'll see if those two teams beat the upper state championship. It would be, by the way, if they did, the brackets are predetermined. Burns would not get home foot advantage throughout. Burns would be at T.L. Hanna if those two teams were to play in upper state. Also, one more thing, Mark, remember, Dutch Ford, they fell into the upper state uh, division this year. That Columbia line is kind of blurred, if you will. So Dutch Fort is considered an upper state team this year. They're in the upper state bracket. So uh, somebody has to go through Dutch Fort. They've had a bad year, but they're getting healthy at the right time. You know, Cole, you, we really got to commend the job that, you know, head coach Reggie Shaw has done at, at uh, Burns this year because, you know, it wasn't that long ago that, that rumblings were out there saying should Burns make a change at the head coaching position uh, after a couple of disappointing seasons. Can you think of another school uh, in the region that has gone from uh, from 
you know, being that close to firing their head coach to uh, to the amount of success that they've had this season? Well, you know, it's important to remember that even even myself, when I when I say that um, there may be a coach that's on a on a warm seat, if you will. So it's important to remember remember Diesel that uh, sometimes even though we think a coach may be uh, getting close to being fired, in reality. You know, we know that he may not be living up to the expectation of the program in certain programs, but in reality, you know, even a couple of years ago when Reggie Shaw, um, you know, people were talking about him maybe being on the hot seat for Burns, the reality of it is we just don't really know if, if he even was, right? The District 5, um, the superintendent and the, the, you know, the board of trustees, whatever, whoever makes the decision over there, he may have very well been, you know, he may have been, uh, just fine, but the fact of the matter is, uh, the the fans uh, they do make their voice heard over at Burns. It's one of the top fan bases in the state. They they're used to winning state championships, and uh, you know there's a seven year drought uh, under Reggie Shaw uh, of no state titles, and, and Reggie Shaw's first region title on Friday night. So there's no doubt about it. Those Rebel fans are. Uh, ready to be back at the top of 5A and listen they have as good of a chance this year as anybody Cole can you explain the Dutch Fork playing in the upstate portion of the of of the region what's that about yeah so there's evidently a gray line uh the high school league I guess they can't figure out an an even number of teams right (laughs) that can go that can go upper state and go lower state so there's a division or there's a region rather uh, down toward Columbia that consists of four or five teams. And those teams, those four teams that make the playoffs, to, to make the numbers even uh, for upper state and lower state, Mark, two of those teams will go to the lower state portion of the bracket and two of those teams go upper state. Depending on seeding and where they finish in their region, two of them will be considered upper state, the other two considered lower state. Can I ask you this, Cole? why the, South Carolina is not so big a state that I think you have to divide it this way. You know, like like Major League Baseball, the AL champion meets the NL champion. Why can't you just have all the playoff teams and actually try to have an upstate team play a lower state team? Right, like the World Cup, you don't, unless you're Europe, you don't play another team from your qualifying region in your group. Wouldn't it be cool just to do this throughout the state? and the higher-seeded team gets to play at home, and the lower-seeded team from the other side of the state has to travel three hours. Oh, no. Well, not long ago, it was like that, Mark. I mean, I remember when I first started covering high school football on Friday nights, the, the broadcast teams that, were, that I were a part of, you know, for example, uh, a Bowling Springs uh, first or second round, Mark, may be out of Somerville or at a uh, Ashley Ridge. So, yeah, first, second round, you may be on the road uh, playing, you know, three, three and a half hours away. Um, however, just recently, within the last, you know, five to six years, I believe, is when they kind of created that line, if you will, to try to keep the, the travel schedule a little bit better for these teams not having to travel quite as much. Cole, is there a team that's just outside of this year's playoff picture that you could legitimately see making a push next year for the playoffs? You know, is there a team that's just one year away? Uh, there's probably a couple of teams, Diesel, that I would say 
are in that category, but they would probably have finished this year as like a four seed. Um, and, and maybe, you know, there's there's uh, there's some teams that I think of off the top of my head in 2A and maybe in 3A. I think Broome was that team last year. Uh, but as far as this year goes, um, JL Mann, from what I've heard in 5A, is, is a team that's only going to get better. They have a really good coach. They, they, they obviously made the playoffs, Diesel, but from what I've heard uh, from people who are involved with that program, uh, that may be a team that could be a year away from being a serious contender in 5A. Just It wasn't long ago, guys, that we were talking about J.L. Mann in the same conversation as a Riverside as being a homecoming game, that you just, you know, automatic win. Uh, and, and, you know, like I said, they made the playoffs this year, so it's not a – it's not a, a team that is, is on the outside looking in, but uh, JL Man and Greenville—they're not getting a lot of attention. They're not getting a lot of the, the press, the, the you know, the news media. Um, but I, I, from everything I hear, they've got something special going on over at JL Man. Cole, what are the most intriguing, regardless of the side of the state they're on? What are the most intriguing first-round matchups to you? Mark, there's some really good ones. I, I'll start with Bowling Springs Dutch Fork. The reason I say that wow. is um, Bowling Springs has had a, a season where it seems like every week we've said so close, so close, so close, right? Then they finally get a win in region play against Spartanburg. Dutch Fork's interesting because two things, remember, sometimes two things can be true. The first thing is, yeah, Dutch Fork isn't as good as they usually are. But also, the second thing is they were banged up. So while they're not, you know, the traditional Dutch sport that we're used to seeing, everybody that I've talked to says that they're getting healthy at the right time. So they're still going to be a tough out for Bowling Springs. Um, but I'll tell you this, Bowling Springs is a team that has a really good culture in place and second-year head coach Matt Real. Those guys, there's guys on that team like Lincoln Husky, the quarterback, and JoJo Barrett who have really built a foundation really, really quickly to where they go on the road or they host a team, guys, and, and they expect to win. And that's the way that it should be. So, the, you know, if I have to pick one off, top of, off the top of my head, I, I really I think that Bowling Springs uh, Dutch Fork game could be the one. And, and it's at Dutch Fork. It's tough to go down there and win. At the end of the day, they're still playing against Tom Knotts, who's one of the best coaches to ever coach in the state of South Carolina. So it's going to be tough. But don't be surprised if that game – um, it, it is really close, and if Bowling Springs were to do the unthinkable and go down there and knock them off, I wouldn't be the most surprised person there is. Cole Bryson, host of the Saturday Scramble, heard right here during high school football season and throughout the playoffs on the Fan Upstate, 8 a.m. to 10 a.m. every Saturday morning alongside Alex Guest. It's the best high school football show in the country. Cole, thanks so much. We look forward to our Player of the Week on Wednesday and then speaking with you about game previews on Friday. Thanks, guys. Always a good time. Talk to you soon. All right, talk to you soon. Cole Bryson up next. Diesel and I, it's a tradition on this show. We call it our Playoff Four. What four teams are ultimately going to make the college football playoff? I've got three new teams this week, which means that I was wrong about three out of four. That, my friends, is next, and this is the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the Fan Upstate.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, it's Offsides. Mark Ryan and Diesel, we are the Fan Upstate. We do it each and every Monday, and we invite you to do it with us. I didn't say do it to us, do it with us. The college football playoff four, which four teams in college football are going to make the college football playoff diesel? I've got three new ones this week, which means I was wrong because every Mm. week we're picking the teams that are going to ultimately make it. So where was I wrong? Well, number one, Uh, I think Washington is kind of playing pathetic football. Last two weeks, they're piddling around with the Pac-12's worst teams, almost losing to Stanford, et cetera, right? Um, And, like, I don't know, man. Georgia flips a switch, and then they blow people out. Washington isn't good enough to have a switch to flip, right? I think they're cruising for a bruising. And in a Washington and an Oregon-Washington rematch, I think Oregon is going to pummel them. I really do. You see Oregon, you don't go to Utah and dominate the Utah Utes. It's exactly what Oregon did. 35 to 6 at Utah at a very good Utah team. Really? So I got Oregon in, Washington, Oregon in, Washington out. Okay? Then I've got Oklahoma out. Why? Because Oklahoma inexplicably lost to Kansas. It's funny. Kansas. I looked at that game. I remember uh, on Wednesday yeah. I said Kansas is due for a big time upset every year. Maybe this is the one. And you don't pick that. And I didn't. And I didn't pick that what game. What was yours? Uh, my pick was Miami of Ohio over Ohio. And here's the difference. That game was a seven and a half point spread. The Oklahoma Kansas game was a seven point spread, and I picked the right one. Give me that extra half a point. I saw it as a nine. Well, good for you. You're on the score. Was it a nine? Last I saw it. Yeah. Now, I probably looked at the number that had been bet down a little bit. So, okay. you know, I may have made a mistake at the time, but still, I'm, I'm only a point and a half away. Yeah. And, you know, as much as I feel like Kansas is due for an upset every year, that's not, a, that's not any kind of quantifiable statistical reason to say this is a good pick. You just took all the wins out of my sales, Diesel. I had that over you, that I was ahead of you in the standings, <laughs> and now I do not anymore. I am back down to two Now points. I don't think I can finish at zero. No, Oh, that's right. We, we're not playing the bowl season, are we? Uh, yeah, there's a couple bowls. Oh, couple okay, bowls. so then it's possible for me to okay. finish at zero. So I got Texas back in. Yep. Okay, I got Oregon in. I got Florida State in for the first time because they look, folks, they're unbelievable. And I got Georgia. Now, who else is out? Oklahoma's out. Washington's out. I've got Michigan out, Diesel. Why? You know why. Because of the sign-stealing BS. And I think as this story rounds into form, there's going to be immense pressure on the Big Ten uh, or the College Football Playoff Committee to do something. Hell, The Baseball Hall of Fame voters keep out Barry Bonds, Roger Clemens, right? Uh, They keep those guys out. Pete Rose. Yeah, but that's because they're vindictive a-holes. That's also true. Well, what does Jim Harbaugh (laughs) look like right now? Honestly. So, you know, is their feeling going to be, well, it's the NCAA's issue? The NCAA is not going to rule on this in our lifetime. Okay? That's how they operate. 
So do you take matters into your own hands? I think it's a possibility they do. And then Diesel combined with that. The fact that they no longer have this sign-stealing operation that they can use this year, right, sheds to reason that they're not going to be as dominant as they were. I think they're vulnerable. Well, that all depends on whether or not you believe they've already scouted the teams uh, that they are about to play or not. I mean, do they scout them the week prior or do they scout them three or four weeks prior? If they've already done that, then they've already got all the information they need. Um, I don't think the I don't think the, the college football playoff, playoff committee has the cojones to do that. Mine stays relatively unchanged. I've still got Georgia in, Michigan in. Uh, by virtue, they will beat Ohio State in their regular season matchup. I've got Florida State in because they don't have too tough of a road ahead of them for the remainder of the season. And um, give me the Ducks. I like I like Oregon moving up into that number four position. Um, Texas could be really dangerous to get there. Alabama could be really dangerous to get there. And that's just because, you, you know, the playoff committee loves the SEC. The playoff committee loves some Alabama and and and, uh, and some Nick Saban. It just seems like something they would do to elevate a Nick Saban, Nick Saban team from eight to four in the final few weeks of this season. <laughs> well, our only difference, uh, Diesel's got Michigan. I've got Texas. We'll yeah. see what you guys well, say. The problem is, you know, we see every year in the in the first playoff rankings release, they'll say, oh, they did something wild and put this team in there just to uh, get the conversation started. And then that team heats up and goes on a run, and you can't drop a team that you've, you've, you've vaulted up there like that. They don't do that, and then it'll make them look stupid. So, uh, yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think Alabama is a real contender. There you go. All right, my friends, the 6 o'clock hour awaits right here on the most interactive sports talk show anywhere. It's Offsides, Mark Ryan and Diesel, and we are the fan upstate. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission.